When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Tuesday, June 29th live show and the Wednesday, June 30th podcast. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And boy, do we have some football to discuss today. Uh, we, I have not been here since uh, since last Thursday's podcast, Thursday night's podcast, Friday morning podcast, whatever it is. Uh, but Chris, you did a magnificent job with the Sunday show, uh, I, I must say. I appreciate so, that. Went a, went a full hour, and it was riveting conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hopefully, everybody else did as well. Uh, so, yes, today, uh, quite a bit going on. Matt already jumps in on YouTube. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, you can do so as well, uh, whether it's YouTube, Periscope, Facebook, Twitch, whatever your heart desires. You can subscribe to any of them, and every Tuesday afternoon, we will be right here knocking this thing out. So, Go ahead and make sure that you do that, and you can dive in, be a part of the conversation, help drive the conversation. Drive whatever narrative you feel like. Uh, YouTube censors some stuff. The other ones I don't think do. You jump in, say whatever you want to. We ain't blocking you from saying nothing. So say what you want to say. Uh, go ahead and give you the rundown today. Of course, winningcureseverything.com is the website. That is your one-stop shop to figure out everything you need to know about us. You can uh, you can go find all the different places to subscribe and follow and email etc. So go and check that out, winningcureseverything.com. And, of course, we do a college football show for sportsbookreview.com. You can find it over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. There is a link in the description uh, of YouTube and the podcast and whatever, if you're listening to this or watching. You can go find it there. Very easy to do so. Uh, we have a show that is coming out on Wednesday. We are in conference preview season, Chris. I'm excited. Right, I am pumped about it. And, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm super stoked about these smaller conferences. They are they always end up being a little bit more fun. It, there's there's less. Um, it's not consistency. I'm looking for there's less. Uh, it, big teams dominating all the time, right? You just never know what you're gonna get with the smaller conferences. So always a lot of fun. Let's dive into the first topic of the day, and that would be, uh, I'm gonna talk about Nebraska's AD retiring. Uh, now, I'm sure that you saw this last week. I think it was on Friday. I was going to say, it was the end of last week. I don't remember what day it was. Yeah, I think I think it was Friday afternoon that Bill Moose announced that he is going to be retiring, uh, and I don't have the exact date in front of me. 
but I will go on and I want to talk about the the things that are going on around that. There's nothing specific about this. He just got to Nebraska in 2017. So he has not been there for that long. But he did hire Scott Frost. He was the one that brought him in and whatnot. And now, uh, obviously, things not going well with Scott Frost. The basketball program, not, uh, not exactly what they want it to be. You know, they just brought Fred Hoiberg in as the, uh, as the coach. And that has not exactly panned out the, the way that they wish. I, I am curious. One, it, like, it doesn't feel like Bill Moose ever really fit in there did did you feel like that I, I don't I can't speak to that I don't I don't have a pulse of what Nebraska is anymore these days what they think they are what they're trying to be I got no clue well Moose was already like an old guy when he got there he had been at Montana he had been at Oregon and he had been at Washington State before he went to Nebraska so he wasn't exactly a Midwest guy anyway for the most part um, I am curious your thoughts on what this is going to mean for Scott Frost I He's obviously a native son at Nebraska anyway. I do think that this kind of speeds up the timetable on how much time he's going to be allotted to try and turn that thing around. I don't think he's just got a lifetime contract. Whenever he whenever he wants to leave, he can. Uh, I, I think that whoever comes in is maybe going to want to bring in his own guy if Frost can't get that thing turned around. Well, hang on now. These are two totally different things, all right? Like, it's irrelevant who the AD is. If Frost cannot find a way to win games frost is going to get fired it doesn't matter if the guy who brought who hired him is still there or if it's a new guy at some point in time the objective is to win and scott frost is not winning this is true uh brown so, jumps so in. so i don't so i don't think that has anything to do with it all right i, I don't I, I do think it know, speeds up the timetable though I, I think define speed at the timetable. Scott Frost, you know, wins four games this year and and three next. It doesn't matter who the AD was. He was getting fired. I think if he wins four games this year, I think he could be out this season. Uh, I mean, but yeah, but that's only because he only won four games and he's kind of sucked ever since he's gotten there. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this is. Once again, this is this is this is causation, not correlation. Like the new guy being there, wanting to bring in his own guy. I'm sure the new guy wants the like like favored son of Nebraska to be successful. Okay, he doesn't want to hire somebody else and bring his quote unquote old man in. He wants the person that's there to be successful because that's somebody Nebraska already loves. Okay, yeah. So I, you know, I, I don't think this has anything to do with whoever they hire is going to have some ego that's, that's going to want to put their own stamp on this. I just yeah, don't think that's I, happening. Somebody, here's the thing: Scott Frost ain't working. I don't think Scott Frost is going to continue to work. Scott Frost needs to find himself back. He should have never left Central Florida. He just shouldn't. There's a really good chance that Central Florida has competed in the playoffs if they continued on the run with Scott Frost there. Like the the constant turnover at head coach over the last five years at central Florida, because their head coaches keep getting better jobs is, is it says a lot about the athletic director and it says a lot about the, the program. I know the athletic director left too, but like if Scott was there and they had stability and it's not a grass is the greener on the other side situation, I, I think Central Florida is in a way better situation, and and Scott Frost is substantially happier. And Nebraska has figured something else out. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, now they don't sure. hate the favorite son. This is why you don't bring somebody in that you already love. If you love somebody and they've left you, let them go. Let them stay gone. 
All right. They can yeah. come back on homecoming and wave and, and whatever and, and whatever, but don't bring them back because when you fire them, it taints the relationship. Yeah. It's same. It, Jim Harbaugh, you know, that's, that's a big one as well. That's not turning out. Uh, Yeti jumped in. I assume you guys talked about the NC state thing. Uh, he said, but when was that? Uh, actually, Chris talked about it on the Sunday uh, night, Monday morning podcast. So you can go back and, uh, and check that out. He talked about that one. Uh, I, I don't have it on my list of things to talk about today. Um, but, I mean, it, Chris, it, like, it, this is just an NCAA trying to cover their butts kind of thing, right, for NC State uh, baseball? Oh, sure it is. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it just, is. They, they wanted to make sure that they got a championship series. Therefore, NC State started with four positives, then they had more, and NCAA just said, all right, scrap it. We're out. So it, it sucks. Um but that's the way it goes sometimes. That's the way it goes. So, moving off of Nebraska, we are going to jump into the guys that are on Chris's shirt right now. Uh, LSU left tackle Dare Rosenthal is transferring. Uh, this was a bit surprising because he was supposed to be the starting offensive tackle or the starting left tackle. And, you know, it said that he had... Orgeron has said publicly that this kid has potential to be a first-round NFL draft pick Yep. Um, he did struggle to stay on the field during his time in Baton Rouge. He left school for just a little bit last year. He missed uh, spring practice, which LSU was was lucky enough to be able to get in last year. Um, but then he returned. He was uh, suspended indefinitely in October. He was reinstated. He wound up starting five games for him last year. Uh, but then he enters the portal on Monday. Uh, yep. The quote from Orgeron said he had some personal situations that he had to take care of. It was a hard decision, but we wish him the best. We're going to miss him. And this clears the way for Cam Wire to take over as starting left tackle. The the only issue that this is really going to bring, because I think Cam Wire is going to be really good as well, the issue is going to be depth on that offensive line because you keep losing guys, and it's going to be a bit of an issue. Uh, there's There's been several people transfer in and out. You know, it, Chris, what does this mean, you know, broader terms for LSU but it means it means nothing this is this is the face of college football this is what's going to happen if we're going to sit here and talk every week about new guys transferring out that, that that's going to become the show then because it's, it's this is a, what's going to happen it's such a strange time though I mean we're, we're getting into July it's not like anything's going on inside the football program right now um there's not a lot of guys transferring at, at this moment you know? I, I think this guy was dealing with some eligibility issues that's what I think. He was suspended already once. He, he, you know, Ed has nothing but positive things to say about him, but that's all from a football perspective. Okay. Yeah. And so with, with that being said, I, I think this is a, that we're going to have a hard time keeping this guy on the field here at Baton Rouge. And, and so we're, we need to find a way to move forward without him because we don't know how many games he's going to be able to play with us. And, yeah. you know, having the conversations the guy had made his decision don't know what the personal things are but but ed had nothing but positive things this is the difference between some coaches and other coaches when it comes to transfers all right saban and Dabo like to call kids twi- quitter quitters when they leave their program and and other coaches have no problems embracing the the understanding that this is just an ever-changing role in college football now is is guys are going to come in and then guys are going to choose to leave. Baton Rouge and LSU love Dare and Dare loves LSU. But whatever has happened means Dare can't be there anymore. And yeah. so they're going to allow him to transfer out. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I, I think it's a, it, it's a depth loss, if nothing else. I mean, obviously you don't want guys that are this talented to uh, to be transferring out. But, 
Uh, like you said, it is the name of the game now, and we are going to see this more and more and more as we go along. It's going to become a point where yeah. we can, there's no reason to talk about it unless that's just going to be our show yeah. because this is this is going to be an every week thing. So it's a weird timeline. I think something came up in his eligibility, and this is why it's happening now. Is something has happened to where he's not going to be able to be on the field if not for the whole season parts of the season um and and so why not go somewhere else and maybe you can get whatever you've got going on cleared up uh matt jumps in of course on youtube said lsu must have gotten close to uh to their salary cap once nil (laughs) kicks in baby there is no salary cap there's no salary cap you can go out in these college towns and find all the money you need you are correct about that good gracious um all right next topic that i wanted to hit on and and you you know you're not big in this but that's okay this is going to be big for the sport i do believe uh matt brown who does uh the extra points newsletter started doing some uh freedom of information act requests and whatnot and he got back some contracts for the ea sports ncaa football game and it appears that we have a date for when this game is going to launch they are they've already started on it everything is moving in the right direction it's going to be July of 2023. Uh, and with the way that Congress and, and all this, now obviously it was a bit of an issue beforehand, but the way that Congress is talking about things, we had to have athletes be able to uh, form a union, basically. Form a group that will collectively bargain their, or represent themselves with EA Sports to be able to get actual players in the game. I think two years great timeline we'd kind of already hit on this uh i don't plan on spending long on it but the fact that we do have a a date at this point kind of a big deal i think that we're going to be able to get uh the the unionizing and whatnot done to where players can collectively bargain their appearances on this game and it's basically going to be madden light basically so this is a, a pretty big deal but the fact that we've got it um and they are already working with the smaller conferences and the big conferences and whatnot. Uh, we're going to end up with all 130 FBS teams and some FCS teams as well. So big, big, big stuff on there. I wanted to talk about, and obviously uh, this is the Tuesday live show, Wednesday podcast, but Thursday. You know what day? Uh, you know what day Thursday is? Uh, well, it's July first, right? That marks the beginning of name, image, likeness being good to go. Which, as you said, ain't no salary cap once we get to that point. And with that, I am curious what you think we are going to see change first. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
So I, I, I did see somebody on Twitter asked about this, like, what is, what is going to change? Like, what are we going to notice right off the bat? And I've got a few ideas, but I wanted to hear what you think we're going to notice first. Like, how different is this sport going to look uh, by Thursday? I mean, I don't know that the sport's going to look different because they're not actually how about playing. The, the landscape of the sport. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what that means, Gary. I need the, you to define what you're asking. I, I don't. I don't think. I think kids are going to get paid. I think kids are going to get sponsorships. I think your stars are going to get big sponsorships, and people are going to be blown away if the amount of money in this and whatever these contracts are are released to the public. I think they're yeah. going to be completely shocked and floored. I we have some old blue hairs that believe that these kids are still living off hundred dollar handshakes and 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 meal plans and housing and you know our school doesn't pay players at all when these kids are getting hundreds of thousands of dollars in untaxable income and cash to go to these schools what are they going to get when it actually has to go on paper and it's now a free market for somebody to compete for their services? I think we're going to be blown away at the dollar signs at these kids ability to generate revenue and make money. There are guys on the internet right now making millions of dollars that are six years old opening toys. That is true. That's That's one of the things that I was going to talk about. Um, Hey, by the way, Matt said, uh, uh, get that check in the mail on the first. Matt said, I will say in about three to five years, the stories will come out about how they were taken advantage of in college uh, by someone. Um, you know, I mean, it's possible. But what you just discussed, the six-year-old making millions of dollars opening toys on, on YouTube, that's one of the things that I was bringing up. I think the first changes that we're going to see is not uh, Pizza Hut and Domino's and It's, it's going to be local places are going to be the first in local, line. Yeah. Um, all the it, local it, college towns and all the hometowns yes. of these folks. If you got a big boy kid, if KJ Wright was still going to Mississippi State today in Olive Branch, Mississippi, every bar, restaurant, haircut place everywhere would be throwing cash at KJ Money from Olive Branch, Mississippi to make sure everyone knew KJ's from our town. That That's is true. our guy. That that is you're a hundred percent right about that. No, it's not just around the school. It, it, it's going to be from their small hometowns as well. They're going to be catching cash. Uh, online, a lot of people seem to think that the biggest thing is going to be sponsored posts on social media. Yep. I don't Guaranteed. I, that, that'll be part of it. I don't think that's what we're going to notice uh, first. I don't think that's going to be the biggest thing that's, that's going because a lot of these players uh, play at places that do not allow really social media, right? Clemson, Alabama, et cetera. They've, now, Alabama, not so much, but Clemson in the past for sure has blocked kids from – being on social media while they're on the team. Now, obviously, that that's going to change. That's yeah, going to change or they're going to lose kids. Yeah. Uh, but they, that's going to change or they're going to lose kids. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's already changed. It's just that, you know, some of these kids at, you know, Florida State, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, et cetera, have got years of a head start on some of these other kids, right? Uh, I don't think that's going to be the biggest thing. I think what you're going to see is podcasts come out. I think you're going to see a ton of summer camps. Uh, that that yeah. kids go back and do in their hometowns because they can profit off of that now. Uh, you are going to see custom web stores. So Jordan Buchanan, um, or Bohannon, sorry, oh, it, Iowa basketball player, has already launched. He says on July 1st, he's launching like JB3 or whatever his, yeah, his thing is. Uh, Graham Mertz has already come out with his, his brand's logo. Like you, You're going to be able to buy shirts 
like novelty shirts from these kids, right? That's right. That's going to be a big deal. YouTube channels, like you just said, YouTube channels so are going to be huge. Here, here's the issue with the podcast and the YouTube channels. We do this shit for a living, okay? Yeah. And we don't make a great living at it, and we put a lot of work in it. We're not famous like them. The issue is, is I, I, I don't think these kids realize the amount of work that goes into that. They're going to be doing stuff that takes no time at all. The social media stuff takes literally, they could sit down for an hour every day and make themselves a hundred grand tweeting out and Instagramming out certain advertisements. Okay. That's, that's easy putting together a show and getting in front of a camera and doing this. And then you've got to take time of getting good at this. When we first started, we were terrible at it. We were God awful because we've never done it before. If these guys have never done it before, they're not going to be good at it either. Therefore it's going to flood the market with a bunch of bad talent and, and, and it's not going to bode well for most of them. Now, some of these guys are going to have time on their hands. They're already going to be good at it. They're going to be super interested in it and they like doing it. I think most of this is going to be branded. I think it's going to be the social media stuff. Um, I, I think it's going to be going on other people's shows, but getting paid to go on other people's shows. Like if yeah. if we had a sponsorship that paid us, a, you know, a substantial amount of money per show, which some of these shows do, and they pay their guests to come on, then then yeah, they're going to get three grand to go do a thirty five minute interview with somebody, and that's going yeah. to happen. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're probably probably right about that but that's because there's no reason for them to try to create their own and spend all their time doing that the nfl guys have all the time in the world and they still don't do that why because that stuff's a lot of freaking work but they get radio shows and they get radio spots weekly daily some of them and and that's just i'm letting somebody else cut me a check and i'm just going to go on your show and do it because i don't want to be responsible for maintaining the audience all year long no, you're. I think you're right about that. I think you are correct there. Uh, I do think it's going to be strange because you are going to see a flooding of the market on Thursday. Uh, yep. I, I can't wait to see exactly what it's going to look like because I just know that social media is going to be blasted on Thursday. I mean, it's going to be uh, just a ton of stuff that, that you are not used to seeing. Promoted posts and everything else. Uh, it's going to be mayhem. Absolutely. So I've got a, I've got a question. I want to stay on this. Yeah. Jim John brought this up uh, in the comments with NIL coming in. Do we still need scholarships? It, that this is a really good question. Could some of these kids, if when they come into school, if they're already making as a high school senior six figures a year, could any of these schools say, "Hey, can we? Can you pay your ride so we can not lose the track and field?" here like you you've earned a scholarship you're, you're gonna play but if you make six hundred thousand dollars a year already doing your internet crap because you're this famous kid that's that's a stud i'm not saying the majority of them but but that would i mean of course the football is not going to do that they're just gonna they're just gonna go get depth they're gonna use all the scholarships that they can on football so so no that wouldn't I work i don't think that they like it I think if the kid is good enough, he's going to get a scholarship. Uh, I think if the kid has a parent that makes enough money and whatnot, they already give those kids uh, walk-on status to where they don't take up a scholarship. 
Um, no, no, but see, but see, it, it's a lot of it is earning and 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 making good on your own. I, I remember a story where Snoop Dogg's kid, um, you know, was good enough to play D one ball, and USC was recruiting him, and also UCLA was recruiting him, and he's a big USC guy. USC didn't want to give him a scholarship because Daddy's rich, and we don't want to waste a scholarship. UCLA offered him a scholarship, and he was like, "No, man, he's on his own. He wants something that he earned." He doesn't yeah. want something that's handed to him because daddy's rich. And so that ended up hurting UCL, uh, USC um, in that deal. So, no, I do I do think the scholarship, it's the being awarded something. It's not it's not really the monetary value. It's I've worked really hard, and the first thing I was given was this scholarship where these people are begging me to come play for them. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, and if you you're start right. asking me to pay to play for you, there's a negative connotation there. Even though I've got the money, it's it's still a, a principle of you know I, I I'm I want I want to be wanted. Well, typically in those situations, um, because it, it's happened at Memphis, it's happened you know at several other places. They will be brought in as a scholarship student for the first year or whatever, and then if the parents are willing, if they're even willing to have the discussion or whatever, they can move them on because it, the scholarship limit is eighty five, right? Yeah. Now your limit every year is twenty five, so every four years there has to be 15 players that cycle out some way or another right uh you got to get that that limit down you can bring in 25 scholarship players every year but there can only be 85 in a four-year period so the numbers have to to make sense somehow uh aj mccarron you know was a scholarship player when he first came to school but his you know daddy had enough money he ended up being basically a walk-on in alabama um and they don't make that stuff public right i mean that's just that's the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at some schools, yes, it makes sense. Like, you want to bring them in as a scholarship kid, as, as one of your 25. But if you can get them off the roster that way, get them off that scholarship number, uh, that, that kind of helps. Um, Matt said, how soon before the feds raid a dorm room on a kid not paying taxes on their six figures? Hey, so soon. that's real? I know you're laughing at that. No, that's, it's, it's that's real. real. This is the responsibility of all of these schools. Now, here's where the schools have burden, okay? You have – to have professional attorneys and accountants, tax accountants and, 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 and tax attorneys that mentor these kids that basically take over the books of running them. Okay. And, and they can charge them like they charge everybody else. I pay an accountant, whatever to keep my ass out of jail. Okay. That's, that's your only job. That's your only job. Well, to, to, to pay as little as possible and keep me out of jail, a little balancing act there. But, um, if, if these kids are not paying taxes and they're generating that much money that quickly, a hundred percent, the feds will come in after them. The IRS is the most ruthless sons of bitches on the planet. And they will, I mean, they will run you out of this country. They will hunt you down and they will have you killed. They, they are relentless. Now you're, you're right about that. Uh, Matt did say earlier, he said the saturation will dilute. Maybe a few do well. Then how long before the coaches tell them to cut out their businesses when their own field production drops. Uh, I mean, but that's why I think that's why I think the businesses, quote unquote, are all going to be these bullshit things that, you know, twice a week they give them, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And then once a day they do some social media crap um, and, and they can make a fortune in that little bit of time that, you know, they're going to be doing all their social media stuff the time of the day that they're on the shitter. Yeah, okay? or That's promotional what they're appearances. Do. Like uh, going out and uh, taking $5,000 to go sign autographs for an hour at, you know, so-and-so uh, yeah. card shop or, or whatever, right? Whatever. Like there's, there's ways to 
to go about it. There's going to be, it, 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 there are a bunch of different ways to make money in this country, and they will find all of them in the next, you know, month. Hey, or so. Matt, you're right. I know you're joking. I know, I know you're joking. Uh, there's a lot of these guys that could start OnlyFans, and they'll make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. That, this is true. This is true. A month. Uh, Brown Yeti said college baseball will be impacted big time. Um, yeah, I mean, college baseball, you know, famously only 11.7 scholarships uh, per team each year, uh, yep. which you know, Chris and I both think is completely bogus with the but amount these of money. Guys, that I would t- I'll tell you this. I, th- I do think that will help fix the college baseball problem because right now there's no doubt – a hundred percent of those kids will be able to put on camps. I want to bet that most of the schools during the off season will offer their campus facilities to the kids. If they want to go in together and put on a camp, like, Hey, we're going to do this week long thing during the summer, during the off season when nobody's using our fields and, and we're just going to let you have them. You cut the grass, you maintain the field that week, but you, you bring on whatever camp you want, charge, you know, two, 300 bucks a kid, make yourselves, you know, $200,000 over the course of a week, split it between five of you that are putting on the camp. And, and there you go. Yeah. That, I mean, and it's, I, it's and I think the same thing is going to be for a lot of these other sports, these non traditional sports where they don't make money, like, like swimming and, and diving and, and gymnastics and all this stuff, let them use, let them have access to the facilities at your campus to put on camps. A, it's a good recruiting tool for the school because all of these kids will be coming to your campus. They'll see your swim facilities. They'll see your gymnastics facilities. They'll see the locker room. They'll see all of this. They'll have access to it for a week or a weekend or however long it is. And then your girls, your guys can actually do the work, put on the host of the camps um, and, and, and make their own money. Chris says the, the winning cures everything camp. Yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll just bring everybody over to the studio. Let them hang out for a few days. <laughs> I don't know what I would teach them. It would basically be, uh, I would probably, I'd probably spend the majority of the time just beating in their head how how dangerous and untrustworthy our government is. It'd just be Ron Swanson for <laughs> as long as you'd sit there and listen. That that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Uh, we will let's see. We'll close out the sports talk with. Demarius Thomas, uh, he has announced that he is retiring from the NFL, had four Pro Bowls in 10 seasons. Uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby. It's uh, weird that he's just now retired. I thought this guy retired two years ago. Yeah, When's I mean, the last time he took a snap? I, I think it has been about two years ago. Uh, he's just not been healthy, like, at all. Um, <laughs> but he also hadn't been good either. Not not in a while. You were correct. So, hey, what's, he what's, was great when he was great. But. What, when he was with the Broncos and whatnot, before he got traded away uh, early in his career, he was fantastic. What is the most famous play you remember by him? Uh, I can't tell you individually. I just know the 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 – First year, um, Peyton Manning got to Denver where they just went ape shit on the league, uh, but then in the Blues into Seattle in the Super Bowl. Uh, that season, him and Peyton, it, they didn't need much of an offseason. They didn't need years to, to, to develop chemistry. He walked in the door, Peyton walked in the door, and they just lit the league on fire. I, I was going to say, um, I was going to say the touchdown pass 
in the playoff game against Pittsburgh from Tim Tebow. From Tebow. Now, that's probably his most famous single thing. But do you think if Drew Locke threw that football or some other unknown also ran that was in the league for two and a half years and then never heard of again, like, threw it, would we care? Probably not. I mean, the fact that Tim Tebow got a I would bet 80% of the people that are not Broncos fans that think of that image, if you say, who did he throw that football to? I bet 80% of football fans, not Broncos fans, don't know it was Demarius Thomas that caught that ball. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably they only right. know Tebow. Hey, uh, Brown Yeti jumped in. He said, will, will USC and UCLA be less appealing uh, because college sports aren't as big in areas like LA like it is in the South and the Midwest? There's still people uh, with money out there. There's still plenty of people with money out there, and it is still one of the most beautiful places on earth. You, you can't you can't change that. Listen, that there's there's nothing in Columbus, Ohio, that's close to to Los Angeles. It's you, just not. You're 100 right about that. Okay, 100 right. Um, the reason they wear gray is because it's just gray all year long. All right, it's just gloomy. Just just picture yes. Eeyore as a city. <laughs> that's that's Columbus, Ohio. Oh my God, uh, Matt said, "Where do I sign up for the uh, the WCE camp? Uh, we'll put it on the website, brother. <laughs> we we will take everybody's money. We could have done that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. There is no laws yeah. litigating us. We don't we don't serve some mythical god like the NCAA. You are correct about that. Good gracious. Uh, so as far as Demarius Com- Thomas goes, um, is there anything more to to add to this? He's not Hall of Fame quality. Um, no, I, he I was even... he was a great player." when he was great yeah and i I think that's about it like it's it's a big deal that he's retiring if for no other reason than uh he was uh he was great for several years there and then he was part of peyton manning's like last real run yeah and that was it um he uh his quote by the way uh he's known as dt to pretty much everybody associated with the broncos uh he said i'm demarius thomas i finally came to a decision to hang it up i'm going to retire and i'm going to retire denver bronco i'm done and i did well uh, he's only 33 years old, but uh, but yeah, he's going to be honored by the Broncos during their home opener on September 26th against the Jets. Um, yeah, honored I mean, by the like he's not going to the Ring of Honor, right? No, I think I think they're just going to you know roll him out there and like this is not. And, I'm not trying to to shit on the guy. He was unbelievable when he was unbelievable. Yeah. Very short career. I don't. He, I don't he finished know the career. Ring As, of Honor guy. Well, he he is the team's second leading receiver. Had nine thousand fifty five yards in nine seasons. Yeah, but you can throw stats away, man. We're about to blow all receiving and passing stats out of the water just oh, yeah. because of the way the game has changed. Uh, third in franchise history in catches, six hundred fifty five. That's behind Rod Smith and Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp. Um, you know, seven hundred twenty four catches for his career, nine thousand seven hundred sixty three yards, sixty three touchdowns. Uh, he he was absolutely. A unbelievable just unbelievable player coming out of georgia tech i mean he was he owned uh the acc when he was at yeah, georgia tech. That, that time period of georgia tech you do realize in that 10-year window not even 10-year window that that short window of time they they put megatron and dt into the league at the same time oh yeah oh yeah i mean that's insane it's crazy how, to think, look how those to think two about. guys how those two guys ended up in today's world that just doesn't happen i mean look it at, just look doesn't at happen Pitt. Pitt got aaron donald and uh larry fitzgerald in the nfl yeah. i mean it's just yeah but absurd. aaron donald wasn't a known commodity coming out of high school no not as much I he's don't super small he was super small for his position he was just cock strong 
Yeah, no, you're, you're yeah, right great technique. Yeah, great form, but he wasn't the he wasn't the beast he was coming into college as he was coming out of college. Yeah. Now, yeah. Larry, Larry had all the makings of being great early on. Yeah, no, you are uh, you are right about that. I've got a uh, I got two weird stories for you to to close right. us out today. Uh, the first one, there. Uh, let's see. I, I, how do I how do I say this without giving it away to begin with? Um, a Wyoming man. Asked a sheriff's dispatcher why he had not been arrested, and then he found himself in handcuffs. All right, so let me let me explain this. Sixty-two-year-old man called the Campbell County Sheriff's Office on Thursday to ask why he had not been arrested after deputies raided his house the previous day. The issue is, of course, that the sheriff's office did not raid his house. Uh. They asked him why he should be arrested, and the man told them that he was using crystal meth. Um, he told the dispatcher that 10 young men were following him, um, but in, in fact, nobody was following him. Nobody had raided his house. Uh, this man called the police and narked on himself. Uh, does this sound like a, a Wyoming story, or, or does this sound more like something that should be happening in Florida? I mean, no, no, no. This stuff happens in Wyoming, brother. This is why a lot of people go to Wyoming in places like that, in Idaho, in Montana, in Washington, to get away from authorities and surrounding folks and just do whatever drugs they want to do. Um, there's a lot of places to just hide out and do that. It's a, uh, you know, it, this doesn't surprise me. This is people that are junked out of their brain, yeah. and getting arrested is probably the best thing that could happen to them. After the call, a deputy spotted the man driving and followed when he pulled off the road. Um, the man allegedly told the deputy he had used methamphetamine a day and a half before and was still high. Uh, he did poorly on field sobriety tests and was arrested for driving under the influence of a controlled substance. Uh, very interesting, I thought. Uh, and then we'll close out with this one. Uh, I, I thought you'd get a, a field day out of this one. I, I, this is It cracked me up. Uh, a woman was charged with allegedly violating a Rhode Island city ordinance against feeding wild animals. Uh, I would love for you to guess what she was feeding. Oh, in Rhode Island? In Rhode Island. I, what wild I have no animals? idea. Some, some, probably some bird is what I would assume. The 55-year-old woman's neighbors blame her for exacerbating the rodent problem in Cranston, Rhode Island. Oh, Jesus. Uh, last week, the publication captured several nocturnal rats active in the middle of the day. <laughs> Neighbors say that it's even worse during the night. The woman and her parents, who own the home, pled not guilty on Thursday. Outside the courthouse, she told reporters that she is being charged for feeding foul birds and ducks. But that's not the truth. The truth is uh, she has been feeding rats. Like, she's been leaving food out for rats. Like in the middle of the day, I can't uh, explain that. <laughs> no, that's a that's a got to go situation. That's a, that is a if you if you listen to the Yahoo College Sports podcast, you understand you cannot let the rat population get out of control. Oh yeah, look at what's happening in Australia. It is destroying not just a town; it's destroying a damn country. Yes, uh, Anthony Moretti, director of administration for Mayor Ken Hopkins said that he personally saw more than 20 rats in a carport at the woman's home. 
He no, said this it. is a flamethrower situation. This is a <laughs> put sticky pads all down, get all the rats stuck on there, and just burn the some bitch to the ground. He this said is, it. It'll this take is what you months. do. Yeah, it'll take months to get the problem under control. No, uh, no, no, no. It yeah. wouldn't take months. It take days. You just smear peanut butter all over that sticky shit, all over the ground, <laughs> all over the walls, all over the house. You get all the rats in the house, and then you set it ablaze. It's you listen a, to those little rats scream their asses off as they burn. Yes. yes this is a flamethrower situation. Rats are the worst. Uh, no, Dev, no, this is, yeah, no, this is this is a this is a we gotta take care of this now. So my my wife, when we were dating before uh, before we got engaged and whatnot, very shortly before we got engaged, she was living at a this was this place was a dump. Like it was awful. Uh she rented like a little duplex and there was a hole in the wall behind her laundry. Uh, behind like her uh, washing machine and whatever, but it was, it was just a gigantic hole for the pipes and whatnot. And every mm-hmm. freaking night that we were that that I stayed over there, we heard those rats like in the walls and everything. And dude, and so she left and she she was working over the summer uh, with a, a rifle camp, right? That like traveled around and whatnot, taught kids how to shoot rifles and whatnot for sport, different thing. But either way. Um, she, you know, she asked me, hey, is there any way that you could maybe, like, set some traps or something? Like, you, how can we figure this out? So I went over and, and stayed at the house a few nights and set some traps. I got up one morning. Dude, there was a rat, I swear to God, that was bigger than my head. It, it's, its entire head could not fit in a rat trap. Like, you know those, those snap traps? The, yeah. you know, dude, this thing was unbelievable in size. I burned the duplex down. That's how you fix that. God. So I fixed it, baby. So I thought, I thought that, you know, of course I catch this one gigantic rat. I'm thinking, all right, well, this has got to be it. Right. Caught another one the next night. Like almost the same. No, you're never going to have one. You're going to have multiple. They live in families. You got to take those families out. Also don't let Huey in that house. I know what he's going to do with that hole. So, It's a bad, oh, God. It's a bad uh, situation. Brown Yeti said, Wyoming man says snitches get stitches and then proceeds to give himself stitches. <laughs> You're 100% right. But yes, the the rats, man, that, I'm telling you, they were almost as big as possums. If anybody's actually yeah. seen a possum in person, uh, these things were ridiculous. I mean, yep. I, I really thought that that might be what it was when I, when I first walked in. No. It was in so, the kitchen. So Chicago, Chicago's having a bad rat problem, and they have reached out to all of the surrounding humane societies and they're basically just letting feral cats loose throughout the city of That's Chicago. That's a genius idea. And just saying, genius we're going to let cats handle this. Now, at some point in time, I think all the cats are spayed or neutered. That way, you don't end up with just more and more cats. Like, you know, because then, then we got to let a bunch of dogs, and then we got to get a bunch of hawks, whatever. I don't know. This is where my attack crows come in, okay? This is where <laughs> I, I just... People need to let me. I need the government to pay me millions of dollars in these bullshit grants where they study stupid shit, and they need to let me study uh, uh, attack crows. And they need to let me find people that can train birds of prey. Will fix all these rat problems. I do like this idea. Uh, Joseph Gomez jumped in. By the way, it's good to see Joseph in. He said, "Baby muskrats, if it's that big." This was not a muskrat. This was no, just these a are just regular, city rats. These yeah, just city rats. Memphis rats. They'll flip oh, you off. I mean, those things, like I'm telling you, these things were ridiculous. I like the attack crow idea, man. Told like you. It, there's, there's it solves all problems. Gunmen, you know, you got you got, you got an active shooter, send my attack crows. 
Send them in. I mean, they are. You got got a rat problem? You got a cat problem? Send them to Tech Crows. Uh, Send in the Hawks. Just ridiculous. Uh, A baby muskrat. Like, no, I'm looking at pictures right now. No, this was not a baby muskrat, man. No, (laughs) no. This thing had scars and tattoos. (laughs) Was missing one ear. Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, Brown Yeti. Walk with a limp. No, this was, this is, this dude's seen some things. Brown Yeti said feral cats are also a problem in Australia. Uh, not not a big enough problem because right now they are getting overran. I'm serious. Rats I would nice, I would strongly yeah. consider like burning like cities to the ground in Australia, like towns to the ground in Australia. Yeah, wasn't is isn't Australia the one where uh, the rats like there's there's not enough food for them, so like they're they're beginning to eat like each other. Yes, like it's cannibalistic rats. There's I mean, so many of them. Oh my god, this is so stupid. <laughs> I could not imagine a single person that would be dumb enough to feed and attract rats. Like, there's nothing on this planet that would make me want to, like, hang out with those things. They nope. are vile, terrifying creatures. Hey, nope. I'm, hey, I'm sure Pete is going to come after us. That's fine. Let him. Just, I'll die yeah, on this hill. Bring it on. No. Bring it on. No. I like animals, but I, 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 will, I will set a rat on fire. <laughs> not to watch it burn, but to just make sure it knows we're, we're, we're killing you with impunity. Hey, Joseph said it's the same in uh, in New York. Yeah, I do know that New York had like cannibalistic rats during a, the uh, this was during, during the, the COVID. Yeah. It was, but that was during COVID because there was no food. But now they have plenty of food. At, now the restaurants and stuff are open, so everything was shut down, and so they had nothing to eat because yeah. everybody was locked in their houses. That's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I like uh, I like these strange stories that we're tossing in, man. These uh, these have been a lot of fun. All right, is there anything else we need to hit? Nope. Nothing else that's broken, right? And so I'm looking at ESPN now. Does not appear to be uh, anything major. Um, I mean, I, I remember last week we did it. Uh, let's. What? Oh, oh, never mind, never mind. Okay. Uh, Serena slips, fights back tears as she is forced to retire in first set. I thought it was saying that Serena Williams was retiring from tennis, um, but no, she is. She's just out of uh, out of her first set in in whatever tournament's going. Wimbledon, right? So yeah, I guess that's big. But either way. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Those links are in the description, so you can go down and click those. If you would, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and do us a favor. Hit that like button. That certainly helps us out a bunch. Uh, gets us out in front of more people, of course. And if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a nice five-star review. Uh, we read those on here from time to time, so we would love to hear your thoughts on the show. Ah, let's, uh, let's dive out of here. Chris, uh... Anything you want to add before we uh, before we close out? Nope, that's it. Let's go. That is it. All right, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.